0: You are listening to Words of Jen, where I read to you one piece of my writing in each and every episode. This is Jen, and you are listening to Words of Jen. This is episode 69, and it's been a very long time since I've recorded a Words of Gen episode. And I'm hoping to get back into that through NAPOD Pomo 2021, where you ideally post a podcast every day in the month of November. Now I don't know if I'll make that goal or not, but I'm going to try. And I've decided to do something just a little bit different than I've done in the past. I found an old handwritten journal from when I was student teaching back in 1997, quite a while ago. All of the students that I could possibly have encountered while I was experiencing student teaching, I'm sure are grown and moved on and maybe their kids go to those schools. I don't know, but I thought it would be an interesting read. We literally had to sit and write a journal by hand because in 1997, there weren't a lot of computers at schools yet, so we couldn't just do it that way and we couldn't just email it to our uh, professors who were monitoring us and seeing how we do and all this. So. I'm just going to start reading. I'm going to take out names and change them so that nobody can figure out who I'm talking about specifically, just to be kind. And it's kind of got a lot of drama in it here and there. I learned a lot of stuff. So this episode is called Daily Log Student Teaching Meeting. August 18, 1997. Monday. I have decided to start this journal today in order to get into the habit of writing it every day I student teach or every day I do something related to student teaching. Today is an example of the latter. Today all students in any field who will be student teaching were required to attend a meeting all day. This meeting was very helpful in many ways. It answered many of my questions. I now understand how to go about filling out the forms required in order to obtain my teaching certificate. I also understand what is expected of me in terms of behavior, appearance, and attitude. All must be professional at all times. I also understand that filling out the papers for my certificate is very important to do right away. This meeting also brought up some questions for me. One question concerns copyright law. Is it acceptable in terms of copyright law for me to download a Monet or other famous artist's painting off the net for me to use as I write a lesson? Is it also acceptable for me to make copies of this painting from my computer to use in class? What about using a copy as a visual example or media for a lesson? I am unsure. My other question is about my first placement. What time do I show up and at which of the three grade schools? I do not know. To answer these questions, I called L Elementary School and asked some questions. Mr. D was not at the school at the time, but the secretary asked if she could leave him a message with my questions. I am awaiting a return call from him now. I learned that he may be in M Elementary School on Friday, if he was following his normal schedule. He also may be back at at L on Thursday for an in-service meeting. Another question, am I supposed to attend this meeting? It is before my official assignment day. I left a message stating that I was available to attend this meeting if Mr. D wanted me to. I will leave it up to him. If all else fails, I learned that class at L starts at 8.30am, if I arrive at 8.00, That should be okay, pending further instructions. And that's the first page. Well, it's not really the first page. I was writing on lined paper with a pen and then later a different pen and then pencils, I think, later on. And uh, that's kind of what I was thinking as I was just about to start student teaching, which for those that don't know, I'll just elaborate a little tiny bit. If you want to become a teacher which I did back in 1997 and I'll get to more of that later but um, that's what I was going to do I wanted that to be my degree the school that I went to is somewhere in the Midwest and so these schools I'm talking about are somewhere in the Midwest as well and in order to get your degree we were getting like if I we completed student teaching and you'll hear more about this as Napod pod pomo goes on what you had to do was find a teacher in a school that taught art that would accept you and then they're your mentor for however many weeks you're with them and then you move on to another school that isn't the same as the first one so I did an elementary school with a teacher that was teaching at three different schools and rotating between them and then a high school later on with a different teacher but that's a story for another time but what you need to do is get all this done write the journal provide proof of your work that you've done, because you couldn't, like I said, this was really kind of before smartphones and things like that, so we couldn't just take photos or videos and send it, you know, through some sort of Google thing or whatever to our professors. None of that was around yet. We had, you know, Yahoo as a search engine more than we had Google, and it was a long time ago and very different, so that's why all my stuff is written out in, you know, hand handwritten cursive, which I don't even know if they teach anymore. Um, so there's that and that was me just trying to figure out what to do on the first day and I did get my degree eventually and it's a bachelors of science in art education it specifically says education I think I don't think it says art education but anyway that's where I was at in 1997 the day before uh, or a couple of days before I actually officially started student teaching and it was an exhausting and interesting experience and I'll tell you more about that on tomorrow's now Pod Pomo. Oh, And one more thing before I stop this recording the part I was talking about with not understanding what the copyright law was That's because it was 1997 and we just barely were able to get photos on the internet from different places like art museums and and stuff like that. Most of it was text. Uh, There was not a lot of different colors to use if you wanted to put together a website but some people did do that. This is before MySpace. I mean this is like pretty old. I think it's before MySpace. Mm, I'm not too sure but it was before Facebook for sure. It was way before Twitter. Um, So we didn't have, like we have today, any details. We had no idea what to do. I had one of my professors in college, as I was working towards my student teaching, tell us quite literally to pick a topic or, well, a subject. And it had to be like something physical, something art. And then to literally go online and download and print out not out. We actually had little, like those little floppy disks, you know. Download those images to that and then work them into something that looked like a report sort of thing, iterating off of whatever it was. And I think I picked ceramic teapots at the time and just pulled them all in. And we weren't told that this was not okay because no one knew. Our teachers did not know. They were a lot older than we were, as you would expect in a college or university. And... Uh, they didn't know what they were doing was kind of sketchy. They really didn't know. So we had to do this assignment in a kind of sketchy way in order to pass. That is not something any teacher today should be telling their students to do. We didn't have any way to link to the website we got it from or who the artist was. We could try to like write something out about it, but it wasn't something that could be easily done at the time like to put together so it was kind of a mess so that's why I was really kind of worried about you know what's the copyright law exactly what am I allowed to use what am I not allowed to use and the meeting I was at didn't really clarify that didn't really talk about it I don't think most of the teachers that were there that were trying to tell us okay here's what you're gonna do um, I don't think they had any idea and it's so different today like if you're on twitch for example which is Some people do art on Twitch, Um, a lot of people play video games and other stuff, but if you're on Twitch and you're using music that you do not own, that you did not make, you can get in trouble on Twitch because of copyright. And there's some music studios, not studios, uh, big music companies that own a bunch of stuff that will come after you if you... Uh, have used something that they own and will issue a takedown or Twitch will and it's very like we know now what you're not allowed to do but in 1997 this was like early internet we didn't really know any better and I, I don't remember if I used anything that would have been Unacceptable to use today back in 1997 because we really didn't know a lot yet. We really didn't there wasn't as much information online about copyright as you might see now. So um, that's that was something that I forgot that I was worried about when I was about to start student teaching. So anyway, I will come back tomorrow and I will probably read you two little pieces together because they're kind of short and hopefully you'll enjoy this especially if you're a teacher or someone in your life is one this will kind of show you how it feels or did in 1997.